I'm Amber. And I'm Leslie. And you're listening to The, the Grim Mystics. everybody hello did i mess up that intro were you supposed to say all of a sudden i felt like i did it wrong no we did it right oh okay great okay (laughs) i don't know why it just all of a sudden felt felt like felt wrong to me oh well no you did it right and i would like to say my daughter has been pretty quiet and then we hit record and she let out a loud (laughs) so yeah but we've already established that she's just a little podcaster and yeah, she's, she's got to join in the intro herself. Yeah, she just wants everybody to know she's here. Always. And right now, she's giving me open mouth kisses. <laughs> Gross. Gross? <laughs> uh, not the open mouth kisses, but my daughter uh, has a cold, and the open mouth kisses usually come with slobber and boogers when that's going on as well. You know, I just love this this journey for you that you've gone on this motherhood journey that that has consisted of so many bodily fluids that's like literally all i talk about now isn't it cute it is cute (laughs) and i'm sure our listeners are like i did not expect this much you know it's all good of the fluids but it's life it's It's life cold and flu season friends (laughs) get my flu vaccine i need to get my covid booster i do too Actually, I can't remember. I feel like I got my flu shot when I was pregnant with Rav because, like, the nurse looked at me and she's like, so we're doing this today, right? And I was like, yes. Sure. And I didn't even have time to prepare myself because usually I like to, you know, mentally prepare for a shot. To talk yourself out of it? Well, no, to hype myself up. When you said that you like to mentally prepare for a shot, I was thinking of me mentally preparing for a different shot. And then it reminded me of the differences, the different parts (laughs) of our lives that we are both in at this moment. Yeah, well, and so the explorers can know. um, So I have recently done a job change. So I'm starting a new job on Monday. Congratulations. Thank you. And my last job, my last day was Friday. um, And when this comes out, it'll be last friday for you guys bless you are, are the, yeah i'll already be a week in to my new job when this releases but one of my co-workers super sweet who is like going to pa school and still in school and in her early 20s like found me on my last day and she was like do you have to go pick up your daughter after work and i said I said, I don't pick her up, but my husband does. But like her, her feedings are timed based on when I get home and stuff. And she goes, oh, I wanted to see if you guys, you wanted to go out and have a drink for your last day. And I was like, that's really sweet of you to think of me. But like, I got to go home and feed my daughter. And also I'm not drinking right now, but that's really sweet. And it just makes me think of like the two very different life paths that her and I are on. (laughs) That is really sweet. I would have been like, um, no, I'm just going to go home. I don't want to go outside. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> should we just jump into the episode? I think we should jump in. And also, okay. I I have nothing to say. We've talked to the explorers so much this month. Like, I've, I know nothing exciting happens in my life. Like, this is a part of the reason why every two weeks was nice, because not a lot changes every week to week. No, no, I wish I lived an exciting life like that, but I don't. Yeah, nothing at all. Sorry, my daughter's trying to gag herself. <laughs> She's very tired, but refuses to sleep and thinks that a whole hand should be shoved in her mouth. And then I get to try to fish her hand out of her mouth before she hurts herself. So, you know parenthood parenthood <laughs> well why don't you maybe listening to your voice and maybe this like incredible tale i'm sure you're about to tell me will put her to sleep maybe um that we definitely are raising her to be a grim mystic so this should be nice and soothing for her <laughs> 
unfortunately. Well, Leslie, do you want to tell the explorers where we're going today? So, explorers, today on the map, we are going to Milwaukee. We are. But like I, um, so I might have already repeated myself, but um, I am not going to tell you guys this person's last name until the very end because I want to see if you guys figure out who I'm talking about. I'm really intrigued and it's going to be embarrassing if the explorers show me up. I, cr- uh, I struggle under pressure. I know. Well, I do know you know this one. Um, but now I'm going to be, okay. <laughs> I'm going to pay attention so much. <laughs> Okay, so today we are talking about a man named Christopher. 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 Okay. So Christopher was born in 1969 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So he had a tough life, um, unfortunately. He dropped out of high school when he was in 11th grade. Oh, so close. So close. He was the oldest, or I'm sorry, the second oldest of five kids. Mm. And he was unfortunately having some drinking issues at a young age. And that mm. ended up getting him kicked out of his mom's house. So we're already jumping in and it's just a hard, a hard knocks life. Yeah. Oh man. So he's like, okay, so 11th grade age. So what? Probably like 17. Um, yeah. 16 or 17. And he's got a drinking problem. A drinking habit. And he's homeless. Yes. Not a great start. It's where we're starting. Okay. <laughs> uh, but he did. So when he dropped out of school, had the drinking problem, got kicked out. Um, he did still try to better his life. He was trained at the Wisconsin Conservation Corps. Cool. It was a work program that they offered to people. Um, and he was learning how to become a carpenter through this program. Oh, nice. And I'm learning, too, like a lot of high schools are now having these like work programs where while you go to school, you're also doing classes for something like, you know, a CNA, a carpenter, plumber, things like that. So that by the time you graduate, you also have a certificate in a life skill. Um, So it's pretty cool that this was happening in 1969 and it's kind of coming back around. I feel like it's because we're not pushing kids to go to college right away as maybe it was happening to us at our age. I was just about to say that is, I I really like that because college Mm -hmm. is not for everybody. No. Structured school sometimes just is not great (laughs) for some people. Don't know what you want to do. Why Mm -hmm. spend money trying to figure that out? And trade schools are really important and Mm -hmm. sometimes don't qualify for school aid for like FAFSA. So that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and I feel like it's kind of like, A good way to look back. So in this, you know, in the 60s, trade schools, things like that, they were booming. Then it kind of tapered out. We were focused on college and now it's all coming back around and we're realizing we do need those trades as well. Cool. Yeah. And we should. And that's really good for jobs because then there's going to Mm -hmm. be like, yeah, some techie jobs, right, where you need some sort of secondary education. But there's also level entry, good paying jobs that are available to those who need that type of environment that's Mm -hmm. really good yeah so i think it's pretty cool that even though he was a high school dropout like this opportunity was still there for him and he was working really hard on making the best of his situation nice so he was really into the carpentry program um and was very good um he actually was promised by his supervisor edward that he would get a full-time job once he completed the program oh nice job security yeah unfortunately the Uh job never happened because edward was fired before he could put in any changes for that fucking edward why was he fired I couldn't find out why. <laughs> Uh-oh. Maybe because he's promising jobs to a bunch of people that he shouldn't have. I Uh-oh. <laughs> I could not find out for the life of me. I, I looked up his name, and I, I don't know why. Hmm. So. Job cuts. Probably. Um, and Christopher was angry, obviously, because he was promised this job, and then it was taken away, and the new supervisor pretty much was like, I'm not going to take, I'm not going to keep a promise that another person did. Well, especially if Christopher didn't earn the position, maybe he was a shitty carpenter. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there, there could be tons of things like maybe that, you know, maybe 
Edward was a bad supervisor. So Mm -hmm. if he's a bad supervisor, you're not going to take his word for who needs a full-time job or not. Mm -hmm. Right. He obviously was not a great employee because he was fired. So, yeah. Yeah. So Christopher was angry. He didn't get the full-time job and he kind of spiraled a little bit. It's around this time that Christopher started hearing voices in his head and they um he says that they were a family it was a man a woman and two children that were speaking to him through these voices and they called him the chosen one i'm sorry what (laughs) (laughs) i told you we're just jumping right in okay so he (laughs) he hears these voices Mm -hmm. and in his head they're a family and but he's the chosen one yeah so it's mom dad uh and two children and they call him the chosen one are they his family or is this just a family it's just a family in his head okay yeah nice so he has these voices he has a drinking problem and he's frustrated at his job (laughs) sounds like i feel like at the minimum that's what he is he sounds like maybe he also (laughs) is schizophrenic Ding, ding, ding. Okay. <laughs> that comes back around later. Okay. That's good. <laughs> I feel like it, we should revisit that. Yeah. So he's he's an angry person right now. Um, there is something, too, in an article that I found that said he'd been using marijuana, which, I mean, okay. I don't know. Yeah, that's I know it. some people call it a gateway drug. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. I was not, told. Uh, sorry. No, you go. Well, I was told that only people. So some people call marijuana dope. You know, and mm-hmm. I was like, dope seems uh, aggressive to me. Dope, right? to, dope to me is like heroin, cocaine. And yeah. someone was like, only people who smoke weed think that dope. <laughs> that is it sounds not... aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, it, he was born in a time where, you know, marijuana could be a reason to blame for some things. But I'd like to believe we're more educated now. <laughs> I, I do think you're right because didn't, I feel like a sergeant told, I don't know if I, if it, if it was you or if it was Robbie, but someone said that they used to look at heroin, like how we look at, no, sorry. They used to look at marijuana, how we look at heroin. Yeah. Um, so times are a change in. <laughs> so he's got a, a, a cabinet. A, I can't say the word, a cannabis addiction. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but I think the drinking addiction and the voices in his head, probably a little bit more intense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, he's probably not helping no. taking a narcotic, but yeah, it's natural. You know, <laughs> mixing everything. Yeah. 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 Mixing all that stuff, you know, probably not good for him. That's probably the problem. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So on June 1st, 1990, Christopher returned to the Corp Center and he wanted to confront his new supervisor um Uh and he did find him he was 27 year old steven loman which was edward's replacement 27 27 and the site manager john fane it's f-e-y-e-n fane oh feeny 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 Um, he was, the site manager was also there. Unfortunately, I couldn't find his age, but he was there. Okay. So Christopher decided that the best way, cause he had been unemployed for a couple of months by this time. So the best way for him to get compensated for the money that he should have been getting while working there was to rob his, the new supervisor. Mm, okay. Hold on. Okay. So he, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Steve fired him, and so rather than Christopher going and getting another job, he, he just for months. Okay, he just stayed unemployed and was like, "I should be earning money this whole yes. time." <laughs> <laughs> kind of seems like he's not helping himself here. No, and I think it's because you know I'm sure for a high school dropout who's kicked out of his mom's house, like this is probably the first place where he felt validated. Oh, so maybe he like fixated on that. And instead of realizing like I could get this feeling having any job, probably he's invested time here. He thinks that they should invest back. Yeah, you're probably right. Mm-hmm. And he probably was just excited. I guess maybe we I know he's the bad. I'm assuming he's the bad guy. So I just was already laying in thick. But yeah. 
He probably was also just disappointed. Yes, he was disappointed. So he decides to hold um, John and Steve at gunpoint. Bad choice. Yeah. And he's demanding money because in his brain, he's like, I should be, be I should have been getting paid these months. So they need to give me money now. So Steve only had $15 on him that day. Okay. So you're telling me, I feel like you're about to tell me someone died for $15. Mm-hmm. That's- so Steve had $15 and gave it to him. He shot Steve in the head. <sighs> oh my gosh. And then Christopher went on a, like, tangent or a rant and started yelling at Steve's body about how he should have had a job and should have been paid and he was the chosen one and all of this stuff and shot him two more times after Steve had already passed. Oh, my gosh. How terrifying for John. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. John is terrified, like you said, and he wants to spare his life. So he gives Christopher a $3,000 check and his credit card. Oh, just desperation thinking. Yeah. But I'm sure that's not, I'm sure if like Steve could have given him like a million dollars and I feel like Christopher probably still would have shot him. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and he, even though John gave him all of this, Christopher still shot at John, but John was able to run away. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Later, Christopher was found. He had the money, the gun, the credit card, and the check on him in his pockets while he was sitting outside of his girlfriend's house on her porch. Uh. And the police found him. So was he like sitting there menacingly or was he supposed to be there? I just had it. I was building no, a picture. Oh, girlfriend okay. was not in any danger. Um, okay, good. so he was just, he was supposed to be there, but the, the police found him pretty quickly. You know, John gets away. He's able to say, Oh yeah. Like Christopher worked for us for a little bit. He was in the trade school, whatever. And they were able to track him down, mm-hmm. but it was almost like this. It's interesting. This like calm came over him and he was almost waiting on the mm. porch to be picked up. Because see, I was also wondering if he was like a little bit in shock, but if probably. he was just sitting there waiting. I mean, it's probably a mixture of both, right? Like, hmm. I would hope so. I would hope he would be mm-hmm. fucking shocked. Right? If not, then we've got a sociopath on our hands. Yeah. Christopher was sentenced for Steve's death and was given a life sentence. I didn't see if they did any, tacked anything in for, on for John. I would assume he got some like other charges for you know kidnapping holding against will scaring the shit out of john like <laughs> you know mm-hmm. the, yeah the technical terms that the police like to use <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> technical so he was given a life sentence and later he said he knew he'd done wrong and wasn't sure why he snapped the way he did because he'd never been had any prior convictions or had gotten in trouble you know he was an alcoholic who was couch surfing or homeless but and had voices in his head but he had never gotten in trouble with the police before so he did originally go in claiming like insanity and with that claim he was diagnosed with schizophrenia he still got his life sentence so it was not something that the judge okay, kind of gave him slack on, but he was. Which, well, I just said that's good. But then as soon as you said, it's not something that, I mean, I mm-hmm. guess I, we should give him slack because if he's unwell, yeah, unwell, unmedicated, just having a hard time. His fault. So in 1992, he was sent to Columbia Correctional cor- Correctional. <laughs> Let me try that again. In 1992, he was sent to Columbia Correctional Institution in mm-hmm. Porridge, Wisconsin. Porridge, hot. I think that I think that's what it is. P O R T A G E, Portridge. Oh, I don't know. I think por I think porridge has a D in there, but oh, so maybe it's Portridge. I don't know. I don't, either way, something was silent. <laughs> He's still in Wisconsin. <laughs> Wisconsin. Yep. At the time of the murder trial and everything, he also learned that he was going to be a father for the first time. Oh, okay. Congratulations. Yes. Probably not a great choice. Sorry. 
no. Well, so I what the way that I follow this timeline is mom kicked him out and he kind of shacked up with his girlfriend and stayed with her had a job so you know he had these moments of trying to do better Mm -hmm. but then with these voices and feeling like he was the chosen one and (laughs) a god complex Uh uh-huh yeah he kind of (sighs) he struggled he was like his worst enemy it's like yeah he's the reason he is where he is exactly like he enabled well not enabled but it's like he just couldn't couldn't even help it (laughs) he just kept fucking up yeah so I went through this pr- way faster than I normally do. I was going to say, I mean, like we're, we're a murder in and we're basically 33 minutes. I know. So Christopher is not well known for this murder. Okay. Christopher made international news on November 28th, 1994. Okay. Do you have any guesses who Christopher is? And it's okay if you don't. Don't put too well, much pressure on yourself. Okay. <laughs> no, I no. At first, I was thinking of like, but it's in Oklahoma. I was thinking of the the dude who ran his car, because I think that was like early night or like late nineties who ran his car in um, Oklahoma City. Mm, I don't know. Oh, the it. Oklahoma. <laughs> I think it's like Oklahoma City bombing. I think is what the oh uh-huh. the bomber the bomber um, yeah. But that's in obviously Oklahoma. Uh, no, so no, I but I feel like. You know. Uh, Okay. And I know your brain is trying to figure out how you know. So when I say this sentence, everyone's going to go, oh. But I also kept his last name out. So I'm keeping some information from you all. (laughs) I'm going to be, I'm so nervous though that I don't know. You know, we've talked about it. Okay. Like recently. Uh, Okay. (laughs) So on November 28th, 1994, he battered and murdered Jeffrey Dahmer. <gasps> oh! <laughs> what is his last name? Uh... Scarver. Okay, because I was—I th- thought it was beginning with an S. Okay, okay. So, oh man, but I actually liked him though. But he's a murderer, <laughs> and I guess I never figured out why he was a murderer. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> so Christopher Scarver Senior is who we are talking about today better known as the inmate who killed Jeffrey Dahmer. Damn. Okay. <laughs> I hope that was worth 30 minutes of me trying not to say his last name. <laughs> no, that was worth it. I mean, that definitely set the tone for his early criminal career. Mm-hmm. So, Leslie, the reason that this one jumped out to me is because we both watched that Netflix Dahmer case. Also, I'm very impressed with myself for doing something that is actually like currently being talked about. Normally, I wait. <laughs> it's 10 like years. trending. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we both watched the Dahmer series. Um, both have yeah. some feelings about that but i realized while watching this that while i knew jeffrey dahmer was murdered in prison i didn't know what the guy did to get there no like and that's what i was just saying like i actually liked obviously liked him because he Mm -hmm. killed jeffrey dahmer because god damn that 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 documentary just evan murphy i know he's so good give him an oscar or whatever it is that he deserves like give it to him because he portrayed him in the best worst way i know i mean i hated him yeah but you're right like i didn't even think about the fact that he was in prison in the first place and was a criminal to begin with Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go through just real quick what happened um because i'm sure most of our explorers have listened to or have or sorry have watched or have thought about watching Dahmer on netflix because you know it's it's all over the place it's right all now. over the place it, it, you just can't avoid it's it. it's the vibe that we go for you know all that good stuff um mm-hmm. so christopher was 25 years old um when he was assigned to work a detail with two inmates jeffrey dahmer and jesse anderson um jesse anderson was a 37 year old from illinois who was serving a life sentence for murdering his wife in 1992 trash huge trash because this man also played dumb with the police and tried to pin it on two african-american men (laughs) christopher scarver is african-american um right it's never been said that it was racially it was his murders were never like done like he never outright said like he was doing this because 
the Jeffrey Dahmer and uh, Jesse Anderson were clearly racist. <laughs> um, and that's, right, but that probably those are my didn't words. help. <laughs> well, right, but that probably didn't help the situation. No. Um, if you don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer uh, mainly targeted African-American or Hispanic-American people um, or pretty much anyone that was not white. Um, and it and it most likely was not because that's who he was attracted to. Mm-hmm. It was most likely because that's who he could murder yes. and get away with yes. because of the t- of of the time what was happening mm-hmm. at that time. Yeah, exactly. So there is a little bit where there's a, a controversy, or you know, people wonder if race was an issue. I personally think that it definitely didn't like s- slow Christopher down from mm-hmm. deciding right. to make this choice. I'm sure I'm, I can just imagine. And I guess I don't know, but I would think that Jeffrey Dahmer didn't, I mean, wasn't he notorious to like run his mouth? Yes, that's part. Yep. Mm-hmm, we'll get into that. Um, Cause he did some horrible stuff while in prison that showed that he was not really feeling any remorse or anything like that. Cause see, I didn't know. So that Dahmer was the first anything that I have ever like watched or read or researched. Really? Yeah, like I obviously knew who he was yeah. and I knew I knew what he had done, but yeah, I never really did it. I've never done a deep dive. Oh yeah. Cuz I just I don't usually do deep dives on those mainstream cases. Yeah. Well, and I remember like the reason I remember him is because I remember watching the Dateline thing that came out where they interviewed Bless you. Goodness. Where they interviewed Jeffrey Dahmer and his dad. I remember that coming out when we were in like middle school and I watched it. Oh, see, I didn't because I was scared of breathing. <laughs> yeah. I was just terrified I was going to die. So, yeah. Well, so that was kind of my introduction. So, you've been a true crimer forever, though. I have. Yeah. It's been, I have to thank my mom. She really loves date, Dateline. We watch it all the time. <laughs> see, that's so cool. I didn't have, yeah, my, that wasn't it. Yeah. I used to, I used to be terrified of Dateline and like, <laughs> shows after 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah I mean I definitely had like nightmares and there were nights where I like slept in my mom's bed when I was probably way too old to be doing that but you know <laughs> the world is terrifying yeah <laughs> but you know I enjoyed it and it's not like it well I guess I was gonna say it's not like it traumatized me but we're doing a true crime podcast so. it's not like it stuck with me for life no, or anything. it's not like it's part of my personality <laughs> it's just this thing <laughs> It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, so Christopher found his opportunity um, when the three were left unattended by guards while they cleaned a restroom in the prison gym. Mm, okay. So unattended, that was like for sure set up. Yeah. Mm, so that's the question as well. You are just reading into the future of my notes. <laughs> well, I just have some jail knowledge. Not that I've been to jail. I just have a friend <laughs> who works in a jail. So I know some you know, like I just feel like it's intentional, is it not? I mean, technically, there should always be someone watching. Yeah, it's like Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, including when all three of these men have murdered people. Yeah, no, it's like literally, it's like Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. Like, they he wasn't just left by himself for a fucking you know moment. Like, no, that yeah. it's all intentional. Yeah. So, Christopher did an interview for the New York Post in 2015 discussing why he did what he did so christopher felt someone poke him on the back he turned around and both men were kind of giggling under their breath and he couldn't tell who Mm. did it that's all it took gross so and this kind of leads into how jeffrey acted in prison and you are correct he wasn't nice so some of the things in Dahmer, of course are kind of stretched because it's hollywood but jeffrey was known to arrange his food into body parts and then use ketchup to make it look like they were bleeding gross and he would antagonize people and like show it to them and he was very vocal about having fans and was very vocal about how much he could sell an autograph for so he was just not showing any remorse for what he did while he was in prison he's a narcissist and it sounds like he loves the well it doesn't sound like he loves the reaction we know that he yeah. likes getting a reaction out of people. Yeah. And I can, I mean, I saw how they reacted in the show. And like you said, yeah, it's Hollywood, but we've heard stories. There's rules and hierarchy in prison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, some crimes yeah. are worse than others. And I just, I can imagine he pissed off the right amount of people. 
Well, and at the time that he was in jail, when there were still so many, you know, racially biased people in power, um, there were a lot of people in jail for whatever reason. Some probably needed to be there like Christopher and some probably didn't. Um, There were a lot of people of color Mm. in jail in Milwaukee. Oh, of course, of course. So, you know, you have this person who's clearly targeting people of color because he knows he can get away with it. And then he's turning around and antagonizing people in jail. I'm sorry if I'm quiet. I just realized just what you just said. It's like um, systemic racism. Like, of course, the jail was full of African-American men. Of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course it was. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah. Um, yeah. Gross. And so, you know, while Jeffrey might not have been able to kill and continue to do what he did, he still had the mind games yep. that he enjoyed. He got and to torture he just, them. Mm-hmm, he got to torture them mentally in prison. Gross. So <laughs> Christopher says he couldn't tell who did it. And they were all laughing. So he grabbed a 20-inch metal bar from the weight room in the gym, followed Dahmer, and in Christopher's words, he ended up dead. I put his head down. Oh, my. <clears throat> yeah. So he d- was the whole thing where they said they, like, he made him suffer? That was true. Oh, okay. He, like, wanted him to suffer. Yeah. So for everybody who hasn't watched Dahmer yet or doesn't know, um, Spoiler Jeffrey alert, Dahmer, I guess. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> heads up. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer was beat to death with a weight in the gym, and... There were words said where Christopher did say he wanted him to suffer, like how the people suffered at his hand. Um, Jeffrey Dahmer didn't pass until two hours after the incident in the hospital wing. Jeez. Yeah. So he suffered for his final hours, which is what Christopher wanted. I say not sorry about it, honestly. (laughs) No. Well, I mean, I I say Christopher wanted. It's what probably everyone who came in contact with that situation and people who didn't wanted. Yeah, I'm just trying to look at it as, like, the victim's families and, you know, I don't believe in the death penalty, but I know it gives some people closure. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe, hopefully, that was closure for his, his victim's families. I Yeah, I think, if anything, hopefully that's what came out of all of this. Mm-hmm. He then, um, so then Christopher went and killed Jesse um, in the next room, and he did that with a mop handle like what was depicted in the show just for shits and gigs i think i actually fell asleep because i think i may have like narcolepsy but um <laughs> but i i hadn't you know i knew what had happened so i was like i'm not gonna rewatch it but um mm-hmm. so just for shits and gigs that's why he killed him well jesse was the one that killed his wife and tried to blame it on two black men oh okay so that was most yeah. likely racially i'm sure yeah. a little bit inspired yeah it's just you know they're both murderers or not racially sorry do you, you know what i was trying to say like um well their murders were racially yes inspired. yes yes yeah and so uh christopher was like yeah probably sick of it probably heard a bunch of shit and yeah well and too you get a an african-american man alone with two people who have openly admitted to murdering people and having a focus be on people of color at the time. Right. I'm sure they said racist shit. That's what I was trying to say from the get go. Yeah. I'm sure they were just racist assholes. Yeah. Well, and two, like for Christopher, I mean, I don't want to put feelings or thoughts or whatever, but I would be kind of uncomfortable being left alone with two men who've murdered and who have made it clear that they have a problem with someone racism yeah, because yeah. of their skin tone yeah for sure yeah so like on a flip side if jeffrey and jesse had teamed up like things could have been very different true that's a very true point so but i think that you know i think that they both just assumed they were untouchable for whatever reason you're probably right well i think uh Dahmer had a bit of a god complex uh mm-hmm. you know definitely felt had had an ego yeah. Well, and you said, too, at the beginning of this episode, Christopher does, too, because he feels like he's the chosen one. The voices aren't gone. You know, at this time, jails are not trying to rehabilitate people. He's got schizophrenia and whether, you know, it was never stated whether he took his medication or not. That's true. So, 
you know, it's just one of those situations. It's so hard because, yeah, like, he, we want him to be a good guy, but, right, he was in jail because he fucking, well, prison, not jail, prison, um, because he murdered an innocent man. Yeah. So. He's he's the definition of an anti-hero. I know. It's almost like prison's, like, the fucking wild, wild west. <laughs> they just, like, yeah. kill each other, and it's, like. Yeah. Who is the who's the good guy? Who is it like, okay, thanks thanks for saving my tax money, but I guess I still have to pay for you. I you know, I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so also in his interview, which I think is interesting, and I think it's interesting that Christopher did an interview with the New York Post in general, but God complex Amber. <sighs> I know. He said he wasn't motivated to kill Jeffrey due to the or he was motivated to kill Jeffrey due to the vile, vile crimes of murdering, dismembering, and eating people. But he also felt like Jeffrey, in his eyes, was unre- unrepentant about it. And he was even making jokes. So even, like, crossing the line with prisoners and staff, like we talked about, um, you know, just kind of terrorizing people. And later in life, Jeffrey Dahmer claimed to be a born-again Christian and was claiming to repent for his sins but christopher wasn't seeing that because jeffrey was still terrorizing people in prison so he felt like it was just an act yeah Yeah, which it was (laughs) i mean well and there's you know people saying like he would make jokes about how he bites when he would walk through the prison and like he had a cannibals anonymous meeting poster Mm. hang up in his cell what an idiot yeah and so it was just one of those situations where Christopher was just kind of looking at him from afar. He had never had any direct contact with him before the gymnasium situation, Mm -hmm. but he was watching him from afar, seeing what he was doing and didn't like him. Okay. You know what? This actually just reminded me just a short, tiny tangent. So do you remember um, a couple years ago that when there was like a Thanksgiving or maybe it was a Christmas Day parade and someone ran their SUV through the parade and killed people? Oh, I don't remember that. And so his trial is going on right now and it's like all over TikTok and he is representing himself and he is such a fucking idiot. And it just reminded me, you know, I don't believe in bullying. Like, right? Like, I believe in kindness for sure. But, like, some people haven't been punched in the mouth in a long time and it <laughs> fucking shows. And I feel like, and that's how I feel about this dude on TikTok. And I bet you that's how Christopher felt about Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> yes. Probably watching him act like he's a born again Christian. And Chris, Christopher's very religious. Actually, my, my clue came from the Dahmer show. <gasps> Oh, yeah, because he says, just tell me what to do. Yes. So there's a moment in Dahmer where the actor that portrays Christopher is like praying praying and asking God, the voices, all of it. Just tell me what to do. Now, in in the show, it says that Christopher like found out about this information secretly and he wasn't supposed to know, mm-hmm. but he, he was able to like search Research who Dahmer was. Christopher knew Dahmer used to carry around a newspaper cutout and show whoever would be near him about, and it was about his murders. Oh my God. So yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer was not hiding who he was and he was very proud of himself. Christopher didn't need to be sneaky and go behind the prison's back to learn who this person was. Like, Jeffrey told everybody. Everybody knew. What a little shithead. <laughs> yeah. So Christopher seeing this little shithead, he you know, yeah. he has his his life sentence. He's coming in. He's he he acknowledges that he did wrong. He's not trying to fight the life sentence. You know, he's not taking it to appeals like he has come to terms with it. He is a Christian man who is really repenting and who is really doing what he can to do right and then he sees jeffrey dahmer who is claiming to be this born-again christian who is doing the complete opposite of what a man who feels remorse or guilty about what he did should be doing you know it makes me think that he actually is medicated and that he is actually thinking with a sound mind and Mm -hmm. coming to terms with the fact that it was not um steve's fault that he was fired. You know what I mean? He's probably rationally thinking out that Steve didn't deserve to die. So he actually is, obviously I'm assuming, I don't know. Um, Yeah. But maybe is feeling actually, 
actually genuinely feeling resu- uh what's the word uh remorseful remorse thank you yes yeah. um yeah he's actually feeling remorse and so then he sees jeffrey who is claiming he feels remorse and i felt like that too like on the show you know during the the trial and all, the whole time he just i kind of felt like they were portraying jeffrey as like this kind of soft-spoken like oh i'm sorry you know da, 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 puts it around but then when as soon as he was in prison was just being yeah. a little shithead like a yeah, little, was, i keep saying that but that's like yeah no he was back to terrorizing people yeah and so it's like that's who he actually was again just people haven't been punched in the mouth enough yeah um <laughs> haven't been put in their place so yeah. it probably did piss christopher off to no end that he was oh, yeah. just putting on this front completely Ugh. so after the murders they bring Christopher in, and at first he's trying to claim insanity. And it's just because of his schizophrenia um, diagnosis. You know, it was something that he did in the last um, murder. I'm sure it was just something that he, you know, did. But he he had sound mind. He knew what he was doing. It might not have been pre-planned so much as crime of opportunity. But I guess a crime of passion, too. Maybe I guess yeah i guess like, it would be a crime of opportunity i guess that yeah, is Yeah, because if the police weren't didn't leave them alone i highly doubt that christopher would have done anything although i still feel like the police don't just leave people alone i don't know mm-hmm. well and that's the, that's an argument that christopher himself and his son because christopher's girlfriend was pregnant when he went away to jail oh yeah have asked um so eventually christopher you know he pleads guilty without contest i believe is what it is and he yeah so he he's competent to stand trial it's found and he later changed his plea to no contest in exchange for a transfer to a federal penitentiary so in the end he again admits to what he did was wrong and then he's able to be transferred to a nicer facility okay um well he probably i mean he has nothing to lose and so that's probably why he killed them in the first place because he's like i'm already here forever yeah, I'm already yeah, no. dealing with a life sentence. Mm-hmm. But also, so Christopher's son, Christopher Jr., um, does wonder why he was, his father was left alone. Well, yeah, it's almost like were the, the guards, like, annoyed with them, too. And so he knew, and so the guards knew putting Christopher in there, <laughs> they yeah. assumed something would probably happen. Yeah, maybe uh-huh. not expecting, like, death, but yeah, like, they assumed someone would get their ass beat. Oh, I just had a very gross picture of them like doing it for entertainment. And that really bothers me. Uh, I hope that is not the case. Mm -hmm. Me too. Um, That really bothers me. Yeah. So and I mean, Christopher Jr. even has asked openly in interviews that he's done if his father even did it. Oh, well, I mean, I think he probably did. Right. I mean, doesn't he admit to doing it? He he admits to it. But Christopher Jr. is just wondering if it was something that was a conspiracy kind of i mean maybe it's a question right maybe we don't know i mean christopher senior says that he did so we have to kind of take that as it is yeah i kind of feel like he did i don't know maybe yeah so christopher did get moved to a prison in centennial it's called the centennial correctional facility in colorado yeah 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 yeah. i didn't Mm -hmm. i didn't realize he actually i did know that my coworker told me that Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't realize he was in Colorado. So I forgot until just now, though. See, that's how it works. (laughs) So he has since been diagnosed with schizophrenia. um, And it does look like as of right now, he is on medication. Solid choice. Yeah. Good choice, man. Yeah. Christopher is still highly religious. Um, He has turned his kind of anger and frustration towards writing and poetry as a hobby. And he actually has books that he's released. Hmm. God's seed and the child left behind. Honestly, both sound awful, but good for you, Christopher. Yeah. <laughs> Does he get a, I, I don't know though. I don't really want him to like make a profit. Well, and I couldn't find if he did or not. Cause I know that there are certain laws, but I like some, some places you're allowed profit if it's not based off of victims. So like, right. I think in Colorado, that's a law that, so like if he wanted to write a book about Jeffrey Dahmer, he wouldn't make money off of that. But like just writing to write, I don't know what the rules are. Well, I just feel like he shouldn't be able to make any sort of income. I feel like that money should go to like Steve's family. I think so too. I think the original 
victim in this because I'm not going to call Jeffrey Dahmer a victim. <laughs> no. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer's family should not receive any money from anything that Christopher Scarver has done. Absolutely not. And I don't feel bad at all. Like, I know people, I just keep seeing videos about people feeling bad for his dad. I, I feel like he's part of the problem. I got bad oh, vibes yeah. from him, too. Oh, no. I watched the, if you watch the original, like, interview with his, like, actual dad, his dad openly admits to having, like, those sensations, too. That's disgusting. Yeah, we were, like, watching that, and... In the show, he, like, says it at the court, and the, his, like, wife reacts, and I was like, yeah, I'd be reacting, because I'd be like, um, I don't want to fucking live with you anymore. Yeah. Like, we'd be getting a divorce. And the <laughs> fact that that woman stayed, too, is, like, Yeah, that's what I mean. We'd crazy. be We'd be getting a divorce. I would not be married to that fucker. No. So, well, and for him, like, and who's to say, like, you know, Jeffrey's Dahmer, Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer's <laughs> dad went to the grave pretty much saying, like, I never acted on it, but I had a feeling and I feel like I, you know, by showing him how to do taxidermy, taxidermy, I pretty much like paved the way. Well, you did. So, but who's not to say like, so maybe his dad never acted on it, but like he obviously killed animals. Yeah. Well, and he passed on. I mean, who, who knows what he said to his kid mm-hmm. throughout his kid's life? Yeah. I do not feel sorry for him at no. all. No. Like if you no. If you feel sorry for Jeffrey Dahmer's dad, you need to go find that interview on Dateline because his dad did two interviews on Dateline. Yeah, he's a narcissist. Yeah. Just like, like Jeffrey. They're literally yeah. the exact same. They're cut from the same cloth. I know. Jeffrey just took it steps further that Jeffrey's dad probably wished he could. It, you know? Ugh, ugh. Gross. Yeah. Christopher is writing books mm-hmm. and he's living in Colorado Sup. He's in a supermax facility. He's not remorseful about killing the two murderers, but he is remorseful for his original thing. And despite everything, he's just attempted to be a good person in jail. I mean, I guess that's it. I guess that's good. Yeah. In 2012, he had de- attempted to sell. This is where it's kind of. Uh, he attempted to sell a tell-all memoir about murdering Dahmer, but no publishing agency would buy the book rights. That's good. Yeah. So at least, you know, the book publishers kind of put a stop to that. Also, I just, it's that gray area, like you said, like he's, he's an anti-hero, so he's a bad person for being in jail already mm-hmm. and murdering, taking an innocent person's life. But he also made lemonade i guess while he's in jail and took out a very two very horrible people well and like i said like in the show it's like oh yeah he's a good guy but then i didn't even think about the fact he was in there to begin with yeah yeah well because you don't you don't think about that (laughs) it would have been different if it was like a deputy you know Mm -hmm. and a deputy just finally had enough with his shit and all this stuff but it it was already a murderer and i guess in the time i was hoping he was just there for like marijuana or something like that you know something like a petty something petty yeah Yeah. a petty crime not murder i'm trying it's i wonder is the he's in centennial the unabomber is in canyon city so, because I was just thinking, oh, maybe they're together, but they're not. No, they're not. No, yeah, and it's terrifying that Colorado has two max security prisons. <laughs> well, you know, when they, the person, I don't know who it was, but I feel like the person who this could be total bullshit, but um, I feel like the person who founded Colorado described it as like an unlivable wasteland, like a desert. Oh, so, yeah. So good spot to put prisons. Exactly. Yeah. It's a wasteland and a. De- I mean, it's they're by Pueblo, which is the armpit of Colorado. So that's true. Well, and I mean, and these places where these max facility prisons are, there's like they're nothing out right, there. Right. Except so it's you drive through it pretty much. Yeah, I'm learning a lot. I guess Pueblo has a high mafia. Oh. Um, connection. Yeah, I I learned that. Um, I do know Pueblo was one of the places in Colorado where you could go get gender reassignment surgery. Yeah, um, Trinidad. My yeah. my mother-in-law's hometown. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was very um, scary, kind of like, you know, uh, alley abortions kind of situations where doctors oh. would do it very illegally. Um, oh, as well I didn't know over that. There. Yeah, there were, there were some really bad um, surgeries that were done in Trinidad. <laughs> 
great. On a side yeah. note, I got my nails done today and they're glow in the dark. And <gasps> my office, are they glowing? They are because my office is um, dark because I have my <gasps> blinds closed. How cool! I'm gonna post them on the gram tonight. Oh yeah, I post them on our Grim Misties one too, so everyone mm. knows. Okay. Yeah, because we've you know we've done that reel about Leslie's nails. If you don't know what I'm talking <laughs> about, go to our social media, um, and you'll see what she decided to do instead of a Ouija board. <laughs> Yet. Yet we still have time in the month. <laughs> I still have time in my life. It's yeah. really what I was getting at. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't need to do it just in October. You could that could be a Christmas thing, right? Yeah, our birthday thing. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> anyway, back to Christopher. <laughs> back to Christopher. So Christopher does have a son, Christopher Jr., who's been very open um, with interviews. Um, like I said, saying he doesn't know. Um, minimum, it was it seems to be a setup that the police, the guards were not there. Yeah, I think he may have something with that. Yeah. Um, but also, just so you have some fun facts about Christopher's son, Chris Jr. Oh, I love FFs. FFs are the best. He graduated with a degree in sociology in 2014 from Bethany Lutheran College in Minnesota. Hell yeah. Um, and he's super smart, and he earned him a scholarship paid in part by um, a, a scholarship or a grant facility called Creative Corrections Education Foundation, which is set up to help students who have parents in prison. Nice. Way to go, yeah. CJ. Yeah. Chris Jr. Nice. Chris Jr. Um, he's also reconnected with his father, and they write letters back and forth. Um, Very good, I guess. <laughs> I mean, to, to me, it's kind of like... Chris Sr. clearly has a nice life. Um, it might be one of those things where prison is the stability he clearly needed. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I He's really thriving. Do. Well, and I honestly wonder how much his um, illness played a role in his murder, in the murder. You know, I'm sure like if he were medicated, I'd be curious if maybe Steve would have never been shot, you know? That's, yeah, that's definitely something if we went all the way back to that. I mean, mm -hmm. clearly he might have been more medicated in jail. <laughs> well, I just think he's maybe like a good person, but yeah. with an illness. And with extremes too. I feel like mm -hmm. Christopher looked at Jeffrey and Jesse as bad, horrible people. And with that little bit of God complex that he clearly has. Oh, man, I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. He, Damn it. <laughs> he took the um, situation upon himself, but also he's, er, he's not looked at as a bad guy for what he did while he was in prison. Man, this is tough. This is like a Deadpool situation. Yeah. It's, he's like an, he's an anti-hero. You know? Yeah, this is hard. Yeah, like I'm super into this show. It's on Amazon Prime and it's called The Boys. It was a comic <gasps> and now it's like a TV show and it looks so good. It's been on my list since it came out. It's intense. It's really good, but it's very, um, it's outside of what I would normally watch. <laughs> um, I had a coworker convince me to watch it. Um, and it's very good, but it is literally all about anti heroes. Like there is not one good person. Oh, no, in it's the like show. a Game of Thrones again. Yeah, Damn it's it. one of those things where you're rooting for someone that's kind of a shitty person. No, I need a good guy. No, there's no good guys. Damn it. There was a good guy, and then he oh. is no longer a good guy. Spoiler <laughs> alert. But they always, they always kill off the good guys. Okay, well. Well, and yeah, I mean, just to get into that. But I feel like, you know, um, there in TV-wise, there have been anti-heroes, like you said, Deadpool, the boys. Mm -hmm. Like, they're sprinkled throughout. These these characters that are flawed and shitty, and you still see things from their point of view, and you like them. And I feel like Chris... Snape wives. Snape wives, yes, exactly. Well, we see, we're wrapping it all around. <laughs> uh, and I feel like Christopher is a good real life version of an anti-hero. You don't see a lot of real life versions of anti-heroes because everyone is so in gray. Like no one's looked at as like a, at least for me, like I don't look at people in my day-to-day -day life as like heroes, you know? There are good people, there are bad people, and there are like us in between trying to just do right the right thing when we have the opportunity. Right, just trying to get through. I mean, there are like real live heroes, but... Yeah, but in your day-to-day -day life... There are these people who put themselves into these jobs where they are looked at as public servants and but they they run into danger yeah. while others run away. So there is that. But like a true definition of hero. 
right? Right. Like, Superman. Everyone's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Everyone's flawed. There is no purely good, pure soul that does the right thing every time. No, right. We all are human. Yeah. And I feel like Chris is just a very good example of a real life anti-hero instead of one that is made by Hollywood. And you're, you're right. He is. He, you just kind of get stuck in this thing where he took out a very, two very horrible people, one more publicized than the other, but he also caused harm to a family that probably doesn't think he's that great. Mm-hmm. Right. It is definitely kind of a mind fuck. <laughs> Right. Well, and I. So the reason I jumped into this is again, I'm I'm on I'm on trend right now. Uh, Love this. Which never happens. Reddit uh, <laughs> and being trendy. I know. Um, but Can't also like it. after watching Dahmer, I because the, the show doesn't go into anything about Christopher other than no murdering Jeffrey. I feel like they make you like him. I actually liked him. That's why I was yeah. hoping it was like a petty crime. No, it was not. And maybe. Maybe that's something that the producers looked at and they were like, well, we, we're going to lose some some traction here if we point. We need a hero. <laughs> yeah, we need a hero. And yeah, Christopher was that one. And I mean, they did a really good job, too, in the show of him, like, you know, when he's trying to research things when he's not supposed to. He's really kind to the librarian. They kind of paint him out to be this, like, sweet Christian. You know, he's praying to God. What do I Born do? Born again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... I mean, it's just going to show I was just interested in what got him where he was because they don't put, you know, people who, well, no, I shouldn't say that. Uh, They don't put supporting characters, background stories, right? I mean, is that? Well, and I was going to say they they shouldn't put good people in jail. (laughs) No, they should not. But, and I know it does happen, but for Christopher, he definitely deserved to be where he was and he felt that way. That's true. So I guess that is a sort of redeeming quality about him. Yeah. I mean, he knew he did wrong and and he accepted that and didn't try to fight it. And he's watching this guy who did wrong and is fighting it and is being a shithole and just decided to take issues into his own hands. Okay. So I guess he's like an okay. He's okay. He's I wouldn't okay. I wouldn't buy a memoir of killing Dahmer. Definitely wouldn't no. uh, support that. And I'm glad no. like that was not supported when he brought it to publishing. But but I I wouldn't call him a shithead. How's that? No. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he has a content life in jail as he continues to repent for his sins and good on him for taking out a bigger piece of shit in the world. There you have it. Yeah. So good episode, Amber. Thank Great you. Job. It's really quick. It's not our normal. <laughs> I mean, it's an hour and 13 minutes, so it's I know, not really but, quick, but, but great. it's, yeah, <laughs> it's definitely, I got to the point a lot faster. No, that was really good though. And good. At, I liked your little twist. I Thank was embarrassed. You. I am embarrassed that I did not. No, you, I mean, I kept his name out for a reason. Cause I knew if I had said Christopher Scarver, whether you knew who that, like, you know who it is, but I feel yes. like you would have been like, I, I remember this. Like you would have recognized the name. I wanted to be sneaky. Well, like and, I said, I think I fell asleep during the end of Dahmer. So I actually missed the whole scene, but. Oh, well, that's like, <laughs> it's all it was leading up to. <laughs> so you'll have to rewatch it. <laughs> Yeah, maybe I will. I don't know. Like I said, I, I knew what happened, so I just figured I'd, it was fine. It's pretty good acting. Like, I'm impressed. Like, the good acting all around, but that last little scene was definitely, it all came to a head. I think you should definitely just watch that last scene, if anything. It's just a personal flaw of mine. I, don't, I know. I told you to watch it. Now you won't watch it. No. Well, and it's like, I don't even try to be like that bitch. I really try. Not, like, I, I, I can't help it. I'm trying not to, but I just... That's okay. So in 10 years, because that's what Leslie yes. does too, um, in 10 years, you'll watch the end of Dahmer and we'll come on a podcast and you'll finally tell people what you think. <laughs> Catch you then. <laughs> well, Leslie, do you have a clue for us? Well, I don't know if I do because um, the next episode that's going to come out is going to be the Halloween episode, which Amber, you and I have to discuss. Oh, is it? What? I think so. Oh. Um, let's pull up my, my calendar, here. calendar here. Yeah, and then we know we know that come our time back, our first episode in November is going to be the last Ripper. Yeah. So okay. I don't know. Do we do a clue? Oh. Do we decide right now what we're going to do for Halloween, and that's the clue? Should we?
All right, let's try it. Are we going to like intro into the clue or? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, Leslie, um, next podcast that'll be coming out is the Halloween episode, right? Right. We just did. We can pretend like we didn't just look at a calendar, but yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We just took a a long time to look at the calendar and see what our schedule was. I don't know how people do this every month. I'm exhausted. (laughs) Me too. I have no idea what's happening anymore. (laughs) I am. Yeah. No, I don't want to do this every week. (laughs) Yeah. This is definitely going to be like an October thing for us guys. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um, But we do have an idea for our bonus episode for Halloween and so we came up with a clue together because we will be researching this together. It's gonna be a pretty fun bonus episode. Yeah I think it'll be one of our more fun episodes. So are you ready for next week's clue? Let's go. Ring ring. Never say who's there. Don't Don't you watch watch scary scary movies? movies? (laughs) That's gonna be good. It's going to be so good. So that's going to be our next episode, guys. Um, You know where to find us. Comment what you think it's going to be. Leave us a review. Show us some love because this is the most we've worked. (laughs) And honestly, we're I'm I'm excited, though, because I think this is going to be. Yeah. Maybe like a, a an October you know, routine. Yeah, this is, I think that this is perfect. I think that every October we're just going to jump into a bunch of episodes and then we'll do something fun that'll come out on Halloween together. So the next time we will spook ya is on Halloween. <gasps> oh, I can't wait. We'll see you then explorers. See you then. Bye. Bye. And end.